The Daytona win doesn't define me. Christ defines me. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today is Testimony Tuesday. And with us, we have Trevor Bain. And Trevor is sharing his testimony about how one point in his career, he decided that things were looking up, that things were going great, and basically he forgot God in the equation. He started putting God on the back burner and just, you know, doing his own thing and thinking that he was all that and that, I, you know, I'm so great. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. We just get going in life. We think, you know, everything's looking all great and we just kind of put God on the back burner. And we simply can't do that for our lives to be successful and to glorify him. So a couple things happened and Trevor decided, you know, he got to turn his life back around and put God first. And when he did, amazing things happened. Here's Trevor. I screamed on the radio. I said, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And the next words were, God is so good to us. Man, this is cool. Intense. (laughs) I've dreamed about running the Daytona 500 my whole life. fired up. It's just going to be cool if we make the race and get to do it. Once they say, gentlemen, start your engine. It's such a blur. All right, here we go. Looking out at the crowd, all you see is a racetrack. It requires so much focus. Just seem to get faster and faster and faster. We end up qualifying really good. We make it in the race. We do everything we needed to do. Are you nervous? Are you scared? Here I am on the last lap and find myself leading the Daytona 500. Intense, powerful, overwhelming. Anytime there's a leader on the last lap at that track, he finishes second, third, fourth, whatever, because the way the, the drafting works, just go. Man, there is no way that we're gonna win this race. And then I come out of turn four. Going to school, racing gave me something to set myself apart. My dad's dad used to race cars, and then my mom's dad used to race boats. So uh, I think there's speed in the bloodline somewhere. And and then once I got into it, it just, uh, it was something that I had a passion for that I can't describe. I moved to North Carolina by myself at 15 years old. And I started thinking, Trevor Bain's got this. You know, I've gotten to this point because I'm good at driving race cars. I'm good at everything I do. Um, I can handle it. You know, when I got to that point, God said, oh, really? You think you can handle this on your own? And um, he gave me a few wake-up calls. One was a, a crash, and I, I had a H2 Hummer. I flipped it into head-on traffic. Three cars hit it in the roof. It took the top of the steering wheel off, the top of the seat off. I shouldn't be sitting here, but he gave me that another chance to open my eyes. I still didn't see it. I didn't see the, what kind of miracle had just happened. What ended up happening was he kind of let me slip away from the thing that mattered most to me at that time, which was racing. I was saying, I got this, I got this, and so he kind of pulled the rug out from under me. I've been racing 42 weekends out of the year, three times a week, and I was supposed to be racing nationwide the next year, big time. You know, it was going to be the best year of my life, and I ended up sitting still on the sidelines for six months because we didn't have sponsorship. At that point, I was like, okay, I understand exactly what's going on here. You know, God was in control the whole time. I tried to take control, kind of pushed him aside, not on purpose, but by not being intentional about study and prayer and just uh, spending time with him. 
I was always busy, 15 year old, 16 year old, thinking, hey, I gotta be on the go, hanging out with friends, doing all my stuff. But I didn't take time to build that relationship, which was the most important. Right after I realized what was going on and started getting back into the Word and getting fired up and, and in prayer and just spending time with Him, I meet a guy and we went to another team and put me back in a race car. Not even two weeks later after I kind of surrendered again and I'm like, God, you, you did this all along. Here I was thinking, I, I've got the talent to do it. I've got all these things, but really you've supplied all the opportunity. So I'm tired of trying to do it by myself. You know, come back, whatever it takes, you know, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever you want. before the race, we're talking about reading books and studying, and finally I'm just like, man, you know, I'm kind of tired of reading. I don't know if that's right or wrong or what, but I'm tired of trying to learn who God is. I'm tired of trying to see what everybody else's take on God is. I'm just ready to know Him. I want to experience His power in some way and Him just say, this is who I am. I'm, uh, I'm feeling a little bit of butterflies for the first time the whole race. The whole time I've been patient, just waiting and riding it out. And then here we are on the last lap, leading. And, you know, it's getting hotter in the car. And, and I start to just feel this, you know, overwhelming, man, what's going to happen? You know, this is the first time I've been nervous. And I'm thinking, there is no way that we could win this race. I mean, it's impossible, pretty much. And then we're coming off turn four. And I just feel this feeling, sitting back in the seat and kind of looking up in the mirror and seeing everybody behind me. And we get to the start finish line and we we're still in the lead. And even at that point, I'm still thinking, there's no way we're going to win this race. And then my crew chief and spotter come over the radio and they're like, we just won the race. Man, I mean, I, uh, I screamed on the radio, are you kidding me? Because that's what it felt like. It was just like, how is this even possible? It's never happened. Nobody's ever won that race in their first attempt. And to know that he did it, to know that it's because of his power and just surrendering that, you know, saying whatever it is that you want to do, whatever it takes, I just want to know you. And at that moment, I mean, it was just a change. It was just this, this is who I am. And uh, to experience that is incredible. God's in control and he's powerful and he can do whatever he wants to, whenever he wants to, with whoever he wants to. The Daytona 500 win, that stuff's great, but it doesn't define me. Christ defines me. Part of being a champion is that you have more of a platform and more of a voice to speak to people, so that drives me to be better every day. On the track, yes. Coming across the checkered flag first defines you as a winner, but off the track there's a lot more to it than that. Um, me becoming second, um, it makes me feel like the biggest winner in the world. I just want to yell it, man. Yeah. My name is Trevor Bain, and I am second. All right, that was Trevor Bain, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under I am second. Trevor Bain. And again, they have all kinds of different testimonies there from lots of different people and artists, and it's a great site. And if you want to find out more information about I Am Second, you can go to IamSecond.com. It was actually founded by a guy named Norm Miller, 
in 2008, and it's really designed to inspire people to put Jesus first in their life. Well, I hope you had a great day today and that you enjoyed that testimony from Trevor Bain, and we will see you again tomorrow for another episode of Morning Moxie. Please rate and review this podcast and share it. That would be awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye.